All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who is set up for a very intriguing fight at Havoc FC 17, which goes down on February the 9th. We've got Bare Knuckle Boxing action coming to Red Deer, and we've got Steve Roy and Grayson Wells clashing with each other, and great having Grayson on Bare Knuckle Radio to talk about this very interesting fight. And yeah, just wondering how your day is going so far there, Grayson. So far, so good, buddy. Uh, I appreciate the intro there. Uh, Sundays are my rest days, so I, uh, I'm i not doing much today, man. It's pretty cold out here, probably. I'm not sure what part of uh, Canada you're from. You're from out east, right? I'm Ontario, yeah. Okay, I'm not too sure what the weather is out there, but out here on the west coast, it got a little bit cold for us uh, for us BC here, so I'm just staying inside today, man, resting up and uh, doing all my food prep kind of stuff and just relaxing. Yeah, right on, man. Similar kind of Sundays to what I usually have. You had a post a bit ago, though, that I kind of found to be interesting because obviously this is a bare-knuckle boxing fight which i've seen in all the promotional material but i saw you had a post talking about a bare knuckle boxing heavyweight championship is there like a havoc belt involved in this upcoming fight you have here uh there is yes they uh they are putting up a title belt for this one it'll be the first one in canada so uh i'm, I'm pretty proud to be uh competing for that i mean as you should man i mean just an exemplary run so far within MMA, just having previously been the Havoc FC heavyweight champion under MMA rules and then, you know, multiple, you know, title challenges with unified MMA. I mean, where does this rank kind of within that, like the potential to cement yourself as, I mean, not just the Havoc FC bare knuckle heavyweight champion, which is impressive in its own right for sure, but just like you said, I mean, becoming like a cemented bare knuckle boxing champion in Canada, like a lot of historical connotations, it seems like. Well, that, that's the thing, right? Is that when I uh, when I got offered this fight, uh, bare knuckle boxing has always been uh, a bucket list kind of thing for me ever since. I mean, the bare knuckle box. I mean, it's as old, uh, probably one of the oldest sports you can get. But I mean, as far as sanctioned by the athletic commissions and stuff, I believe this is the the first sanctioned one in Canada. And just to be part of that in history and just to have that as part of my legacy, you know, it's just uh, exciting. I, I started fighting. I've been fighting for 25 years in combat sports. So I was around when MMA started and MMA came up and turned into a thing. And then now with the growing popularity of bare knuckle boxing, I mean, it's arguably the one of the most or the one of the fastest growing sports. It's just exploding all over the place, right? So I'm really proud to be a part of a new sport coming to Canada, and uh, and yeah, I'm just I'm happy to do it for Havoc. They've always treated me well. I got lots of family out there, so I uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, for sure, man. And just, I mean, couldn't be coming at a better time because, I mean, like you said, I mean, making a stamp in history and as far as like the first event in Canada in the modern era to have multiple bare knuckle boxing fights going on in the same evening. But even just like some things going on on a broader level with BKFC looking to come to Alberta and doing so in March and everything like that. So it just really seems like the sport is blowing up too. like even a lot of like the big federations like encroaching into Canada and getting you know, their toes wet in that market and stuff like that. So it seems like a lot of cool things are happening around as well, in addition to, like, what you're immersed in, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah, I noticed that uh, not too long after 
Havoc announced my uh, my bare knuckle fight, uh, BKFC. I believe they're coming up. They're going to the River Cree, I believe, in Edmonton a couple weeks after, or maybe a month after, or something like that. So I I kind of snuck in under there just to be the first guy, right? But uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's such an interesting sport, and one of the one of the things that I'm really enjoying about about training for this fight is that it's. Uh, I didn't really see too much difference in the beginning uh, between bare knuckle and just regular boxing, but like once I've started to do it and I've started to break everything down, it's almost like an entirely different sport. It's just there's so many intricacies of it, and it's not it's not one of those sports where you know MMA and boxing. You know, I could just I was always kind of using my size and as an advantage, right? You know, I kind of grew my way through things. You know, I got lots of first round knockouts and stuff like that, but it was. It was just powering through things. But with bare-knuckle boxing, I mean, you start throwing bombs like that, you're going to break your hand, right? So I've really been been enjoying taking the time to break everything down and, uh, like I said, learn all the intricacies of actual bare-knuckle boxing. And there's, you know, to be honest, there's there's quite, uh, it's almost an entirely different sport. And I'm a stickler for the details with bare knuckle just because it is, I mean, a very interesting sport in as far as like it is kind of in a way the oldest combat sport, but just this new modern wave and some different techniques people are doing. I guess I'm curious for you to, you know, expound upon that a bit more, like some of the more specific localized research you've been doing on bare knuckle and the intricacies of the game just to get more insights. Or maybe is it just like a tricks of the trade? Like maybe you don't want the competitors knowing what's going on. I guess I'm curious on that. Well, I mean, I'm not too, I mean, it is still a fight, right? We are just going to punch each other in the face, so there's not too much surprise there. But but as far as, so I like, I think of bare knuckle boxing as almost, almost the purest of the combat sports because with MMA, you have, you have the gloves, even though they're, they're four ounce, you're still, you still have some protection on your hand. So you're not, you're not really thinking about breaking your hand. You're just punching as hard as you can. And then obviously with boxing, you got the, you got the 12 ounce when you, uh, when you fight or the 10 ounce, whatever it is. And so you have, you have quite a bit of cushioning there, right? So it's not like you can just swing wildly for the fences and hope for the best. You know what I mean? But, uh, so it's more of a, trying to be like almost pull the power back a little bit like i know that i can knock, i've knocked lots of guys out so i know that i know that the power is there so it's almost learning how to be more of a technician and be more of a sniper if you will so like being super accurate with your shots not getting pulled into a brawl not getting too like getting too excited and too worked up where you're just swinging wildly it's like you gotta you gotta dial it back a little bit so dial the power back a little bit and then and then up the technical side of it and the speed and the footwork and all that so it's it's been really exciting to to learn this new uh the new sport coming up and it's interesting because I interview a lot of bare knuckle fighters and some of them swear by certain techniques whereas others don't really indulge much in certain techniques like I feel like one of the big things is like people either doing certain hand strengthening techniques or not really going that route like sometimes guys will work with like those wooden Muay Thai boards with like the bare hands like gripping sand things of that persuasion and then some guys are kind of like ah, I've been training for years my hands are plenty galvanized and strong I don't need to really do that like where are you at in that sense have you been using any like specific hand strengthening techniques or not so much 
Well, I do. I put quite a bit of emphasis on uh, my weight strength and conditioning program. So I have been doing lots of uh, lots of grip strength. I guess would be the name for that. So you know, just holding plates with my fingers. You know, holding heavy dumbbells, stuff like that. Doing uh, kettlebell, lots of kettlebell work. So I'm really making sure my wrist is strong. I'm not doing so much of like the old school like punching rice bags and like you know dipping my hands in glass kind of shit but, <laughs> yeah uh, that's, kind of, that's kind of old school john claude I mean, as, as cool as that would be uh, <laughs> I, I haven't done too much of that no i've just been mostly working on uh mostly working on conditioning and and accuracy and trying to just keep um just keep the fight you know just keep it as so the one thing that I've noticed about watching bare knuckle, lots of bare knuckle boxing fights, is it seems to there's an added intensity to it. I feel like, as opposed to boxing, I feel like the guys they just they just get pulled into brawls like right off the bat, and which makes it pretty wild. And uh, one of the things that I've heard bare knuckle boxers say a lot is that it hurts more than they thought it would. So so that should be exciting. But uh, yeah, I've just been working working mostly on my technique and conditioning. Yeah, it's very interesting just the way <clears throat> you are talking about it because I was actually watching some of your previous MMA fights over again as I was kind of doing some of the research. And I mean, you do throw some very hard bombs too. So it's interesting and very savvy to hear you talk about like the understanding of the fact that hey, I can't necessarily, you know, get away with doing this in, like, a bare-knuckle fight because I'll end up exploding my hand, potentially. So, yeah, I mean, it's just cool to hear how you're, I guess, analyzing the game and everything. Yeah, you know, I put, I put quite a bit into it. And, you know, uh, obviously you know that Steve and I fought before, right, for the Havoc MMA title. And and I hadn't watched that fight in a long time. And then I, when I took this fight, I watched it again. And I, and I realized that... <clears throat> A couple things. I realized that that first fight with Steve Roy, I almost got lucky in a way because right off the bat, he uh, he caught one of my kicks and and he got me on the ground, but he wasn't able to get his second hook in. I managed to just keep hold on to his leg, so he wasn't able to take my back. And then I managed to shimmy him off and get on top of him. And then I pretty much once I was on top of Steve, I mean, it, I took him down again in the second round and held him there, but I used my size to my advantage. And they're just, I think I probably had, I probably had by the time we fought 10 to 15 pounds on him, right? Which in MMA is like a pretty big deal if you know how to use it properly. But... Um, in this fight, I would almost think, I mean, people would say that I'm a favorite, favorite probably just because of that MMA win, but I feel, I honestly feel that Steve has the advantage in this one on his feet, because if you watch his, if you watch any of his fights, he's super light on his feet, he's got good head movement, and like I said before, I'll probably still have a little bit of size on him this fight, but because it's not MMA, it's almost, it's almost like a negative on me, right? I have a little bit more muscle, I'm a little bit heavier, so I'm a little bit uh, slower on my feet, so so it's been ex it's exciting and giving me motivation to train for this, because I do feel that Steve has the advantage in this fight, even though I won the first one. I was going to say, you're on the <clears throat> same wavelength as me, I feel. I love that analysis with the previous fight and just how you're looking at this one coming up. I guess within what you're talking about, I'm curious as to like some of the specifics on the rule set for this upcoming fight. Because, like for instance, BKB has a rule set that doesn't have, I mean, any clinch fighting. They kind of break it up like how they do 
gloved boxing and it's more at range fighting in the uk versus like that bkfc rule set that has the you know hybrid clinch position like the active in fighting sort of approach like what's the rule set in a bare knuckle sense for this upcoming contest with roy because you're talking about how maybe in the striking you're at a bit of a disadvantage but if there is that you know more bkfc kind of rule set perhaps your past mma and muay thai experience can kind of shine through do you like can you give me insights into the specifics on that i suppose well i i haven't i haven't talked to the ref yet so i'm not entirely sure of what the clinching rules are whether it's like a 10 second thing or if there's there's any dirty boxing allowed which i guess i should probably find that out because that could be a huge advantage but uh but yeah i i i believe that it's you know going to be a going to be a quick break and you know i'll have to utilize utilize my range and you know with him being a little bit faster and a little bit quicker on his feet i'm really uh i'm really hoping to just keep him keep him at bay with my jab and setting up that too you know yeah and also the way you're talking about it is interesting too just because it seems like i mean obviously you're gonna go out there to you know entertain as you always do i feel like anyone that's seen your fights can attest to that but it seems like you're looking at this in a very like methodical kind of way just because i remember in like a previous mma empire where you were interview rather like it was like a feature article you were asked about your favorite mma fight and you were like oh i really liked you know brian stan versus vanderlei selva and you were kind of talking about like the street fighting days in red deer it seems like you're looking at this fight in a way that's like very I guess composed and like not looking to like overextend in a wild sort of way almost just realizing the differences in this sport is that kind of a fair way to characterize that almost yeah most definitely you know uh um, almost the entirety of my career you know i've built i've built off being a brawler and you know getting the job done quick and like i think i've only went the distance one time in all of my fights win or lose so they're they're all over pretty quick and you know as much as i as much as i don't mind getting into a brawl you know i still want to uh i still want to have like i want to entertain we're doing we're fighting main event it's uh it's you know the first title third knuckle boxing in canada so i would like to put on a show for the fans and and you know not have it over right away and and you know put on a put on like i said a show you know hopefully it goes all six rounds and and we actually get we actually get to get some experience in there and then put on a show for these guys so i i would like to showcase my skills and not just not just go in there and head on and look for the knockout you know if, if it comes it comes but i would also like you know i'm old school and like i want like you know like a 30 style boxing put up your dupes kind of fist fight you know like a fisticuff yeah no i get what you're laying down man and it seems like you're looking at this in like a bit more of like a long-term kind of way too like it seems like you want to like really sink your teeth into this sport and kind of like make a run at it with like the landscape and some of the factors we've been talking about earlier is that a fair way to kind of characterize that it seems like you're fired up about maybe even taking on like a few bare knuckle fights with time yeah you know that's that's another thing about about the boxing is that i'm able to train more consistently because it's just i'm just working my hands right so you know there's always stuff i can do on where as far as mma you know i'm, I'm pretty old to be fighting let's let's be honest i'm 45 now right which is fucking dinosaur in fight years unless you're lean mean but uh, <laughs> yeah so the it's always the wrestling the wrestling and the jujitsu and like 
getting kicked and getting elbowed and getting knee like those are all really hard on the the training aspect of MMA. So it's like it's rarely so. Even the last my last three MMA fights, I just wasn't healthy for any of them. I just would never say that because that's just an excuse, right? Nobody really gives a shit why you lost. That's just that's just why I lost. But uh, it was it's always something, especially as you get older with the wrestling and the grappling and you know the kicks. You're always getting injured, but with my hands, just training hands, you know, if you're around the proper guys, you don't got to spar every day. Like, I only spar a little bit, just, you know, just to save the damage on the head. But, you know, you can hit pads every day, or you can hit the bag every day, or you can do circuits every day. So it's not as it's not as taxing on the body as training for MMA. So uh, who knows? Who knows where this goes, you know? Could open some doors for me. And that's cool you say that because anecdotally talking to fighters who have more of an MMA base crossing over into bare knuckle, like they really do mention that a fair bit. And it definitely makes sense. Just like the, you know, subverting of the grappling. And I mean, like you said, some of the other strikes, like the leg kicks and the knees, it just really creates a certain sense of wear and tear. Whereas like, it's a much more, I guess, like focused kind of thing with the bare knuckle there. So yeah, I mean, good to hear that it's, you know, a bit easier on the body in this camp, but I guess in kind of, asking about that i'm sort of wondering where you're you know honing the skills at because you've definitely trained at like a few places over the years like toshido mma i remember and then i saw you with Coltar gill at mamba mma and then dan golkar at scorpion mma like whereabouts are you training at ahead of this fight right now i'm training at uh, matrix boxing in abbotsford and it's uh, strictly a boxing club and the you know, one of the requirements for me agreeing to take this fight is that I had to find uh, I had to find just a strictly boxing gym, right? Because it is. Once I started looking into it, I'm like, okay, the just the, the stance and everything is completely different than MMA. So I didn't want to I didn't want to be doing my training at an MMA gym when it's not an MMA fight and everything. You know, I mean, you're still throwing punches. Don't get me wrong, but just like I said, the intricacies of it, you know, your stance is a little bit, little bit different. The rounds are different. The rules are different. So, so like I said, it is an entirely different sport. So I wanted to make sure that I joined a reputable boxing gym and there was lots of good guys, lots of good partners. You know, I had like a one head coach and then that was it. So, so yeah, I joined up at Matrix, uh, Matrix Boxing in Abbotsford. Yeah, no, it makes sense breaking it down like that. I'd love to hear that, man. I guess I'm curious with, like, the outcome here because, I mean, I feel like the fights that you usually get matched up in, there's kind of that, like, unifying aspect of, like, that 100% finishing rate being there large in part, like, across your your own resume and then your opponent's resume as well. I mean, you were also talking about, like, wanting to, you know, get in a few rounds and everything like that, but are we thinking that streak of no fights going the distance ultimately continues, or are you not even thinking of it like that and just kind of, like, see what the fight presents and then kind of be adaptable and all? Well, you know, everybody, you know, you listen to you listen to guys predict the fight and they're, you know, there's only so many answers that you hear. They're looking for the knockout. You know, I predict a win. And you know what? It's uh, at this point in my career, I've been fighting for so long that for me, it's more about the journey than the outcome. You know, like I, I'm really enjoying training, and uh, you know, having 
this fight, having some having something to train for has really really brought me through a tough time in my life. So I'm really grateful to have somebody to train for, and I'm just putting in all the work that I can and be as positive I can. And you know, as far as the outcome goes, win or lose, I of course I'd love to win. Who wouldn't love to win, right? Like it'd be super important to me to win a title. If, I, if I, as long as I have a good fight and I do my best and I leave it all out here, out there, then. I know from past experiences that that is what matters the most in the long run. So I just want to be, I want to be healthy. I want to show up healthy in shape and uh, I want to put on a good show for the fans and then whatever happens, happens from there. No, I love hearing that, man. That's such like a broader kind of take because it's more of like, because I mean, the fight is the fight. I mean, you articulated it well, obviously you would like to win, but it's the broader lifestyle aspects of like what the training brings. And I imagine there's a strong sense of, you know, community and camaraderie among people you train with. That's probably really beneficial during this tough time, as you kind of alluded to a bit ago. Oh yeah, man. Like the, the camaraderie and like the brotherhood of, of going through something, um, and training with somebody. I got, I got one of my good friends, um, he was going to be coming out there cornering me. So it's, you know, it's like a bonding thing, right? You go with your body and you're going to a different city to go fight some guy. And like, I don't know, it's just cool as hell, right? Like it's hard. It's hard for me to hang the, hang the gloves up because I just love the, I love the fight community. I love, you know, I think everybody should learn how to throw a punch or at least get punched to know what it feels like. And it's just it's just such a great community. And one of the one of the other things I love about going back to not just Red Gear to fight, but pretty much you know Unified Havoc, you know fights down here at BFL or Mamba Fight Night. I enjoy going to like I soak it up now, right? I soak up the training, I soak up the journey, I soak up the fight. But I like I also like going to the weigh-ins, and then that's where you see you see all your all your peers and stuff and your coaches and coaches from other teams in other cities that you don't, the only time you ever get to see those guys is when you're at fights, right? Like the reporters and like the athletic commission and the refs and the judges and promoters. And like, so I, I enjoy all of that. So it's like, I really soak up just the entire, the entire lifestyle of it. Right. So, so I'm really looking forward to getting back out there and seeing everybody again. Yeah, I know I'm smiling hearing you talking about that, man. I mean, wholeheartedly agree. It's just, yeah, it's awesome to see everybody. I mean, just so many different roles and, you know, people contributing, making all of this happen and love to see that. I guess one of the last things I kind of wanted to, you know, touch on, though, because, I mean, I've known you to get in some acting work over the years. I, I imagine some of that has been tabled, you know, in preparing for this fight, but is that something you're still you know, kind of looking to do a bit more of going forward, or are you more, like, focusing on seeing where this bare knuckle could potentially go? I guess I'm curious on that. Well, there was, uh, there was, in the summertime, there was the writer's strike, and then there was the actor's strike, and that just kind of all got sealed up, and, uh, over about a month ago, so it has been taking a little bit of time for things to start rolling full, full steam up here in Canada, but, uh, productions are starting to film again, I, I'm not doing any stunt work or anything just because I feel like maybe throwing myself on the ground might not be the best idea right before a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm not doing any stunt stuff, but I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely still processing my, uh, my acting. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, having the heavyweight bare knuckle title will open up a few doors for me in, in, that, in that sense as well. 
yeah, even, like, the fighting potentially, too, man. I mean, like, I don't know, maybe this is a bit of a pro-wrestling kind of mindset, but, I mean, like, who's to say you don't win that Havoc title and then show up to the BKFC event in Edmonton or something? Yeah, you know, it's like, I, I enjoy... I really enjoy watching the entertainment kind of, I guess they call it the entertainment entertainment era of MMA. I'm not a big fan of like all the shit talking. You know, I think Colby goes a little bit too far. And that's just me personally. I've never been one to trash talk any of my opponents. I actually all consider them brothers. Once we once we share space in the cage, then, then we have that bond as brothers for life. You know what I mean? And I just don't, I just don't do well when I have to, you know, like, it's like shit talk somebody. It's just not, maybe I'm just old school or whatever, but that's just not, that's just not my style. But I do, I do enjoy like people building on their characters, right? You don't just have to be a shit talker. You got like, you know, Sean O'Malley and I mean like McGregor's obviously always one too, but like, you know, if you just, you just build this, build yourself up something as like a character and like, you know, who knows what could become of it, right? You know, you start, I start showing up at events or like you're doing cross promotion or, you know, who knows what could happen with us. Yeah, no, such a cool time for sure, man. And I mean, this isn't really a question at all, but I just thought it was kind of cool seeing that post you had a while ago that where your good friend hooked you up with like a FaceTime with Michael Chandler. It seemed like you really enjoyed that. Oh yeah, man, that guy is like, I've been, you know, I'm really hoping for him because he's, he's just been sitting and training and waiting for this McGregor fight, right, to pay off. And I mean, he did coach the ultimate fighter, which was super cool, but you know, he's almost put all of his eggs in one basket waiting for this McGregor fight, right? So I really hope it pays off for him, and it's, he's just an, such an exciting guy to watch, you know, like, win, win, win or lose, you know, like, you know he's going out there throwing, and I think it's something to be, as fighters, you know, it's it's cool when when you have fans and everybody thinks it's cool that you're a fighter, but you're really, like, you really appreciate the respect of your peers, right? You want to be, I've always wanted to be, like, a fighter's fighter, which, you know, I'll take fights on, like, short notice. Like, I fought Christian Larson on seven days notice, which, mind you, was not one of my smartest decisions because he broke my arm with a punch. But, uh, you know, you want to you want to step up and you want to you want to put on these exciting fights, not just for the fans, but you want to have the respect of your respect to your peers. And I feel that Michael Chandler is a great example of that. Like, look at his fights with Gagey or with uh, or with Eddie, you know, like those are the craziest fights. And like, look what he did to Tony Ferguson. I mean, like the guy is an absolute, absolute legend. So, yeah, it was an honor to have a little chat with him. Yeah, well said, man. Great career so far, and yeah, similar situation. Hope that McGregor fight does pan out for him. They've been talking about June 29, but see how, you know, things fall into place there. But you've been really great with your time, Grayson. It's been fun getting to talk to you on this Sunday and everything ahead of what's a very intriguing fight. A lot of historical connotations and interesting ways this could play out in the future, as we kind of talked about. But in wanting to be mindful of your schedule and everything, man, I'm kind of curious if you have a final parting thought to add as we're sort of wrapping things up here, though. Well, man, I just wanted to... Uh, thanks for thanks for taking the time to talk to me and uh, putting that out there. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And um, I just want to... You know, I hope it put on a good show for the fans. I hope everybody's excited, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting out there. And thanks for ha- thanks to Havoc for having me out there and giving me the opportunity. 
yeah, there's a lot going on in Red Deer on February 9th. I'm very excited for Havoc FC 17. And a lot going on with this, you know, heavyweight bare-knuckle championship fight with Steve Roy. And just it being a rematch, albeit in a different combat sport. So many cool aspects to this one. And just really wanted to thank you for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio, Grayson. I'm really excited to check out this fight when it goes down. But until then, you enjoy the rest of your day, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Take care, pal. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at Havoc FC 17, which goes down on February the 9th, and a very intriguing heavyweight matchup set to go down, and a rematch, albeit in another combat sport, as Grayson Wells steps in there against Steve Roy, and great heaven, Steve, on the show. How's your day going so far there, man? I think it's going great. How about you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Can't complain. Talking to... Fighters with big fights coming up, so doing what I enjoy. And I guess something I wanted to kind of talk about, too, because I saw Grayson Wells had a post a couple months ago, I guess, at this point, talking about how this would be for the Bare Knuckle Boxing Heavyweight Championship. Has Havoc communicated that there's a Bare Knuckle Boxing Heavyweight title on the line in this one here? Uh, yeah, so this is going to be for the Heavyweight title. It's going to be uh, six rounds, three-minute rounds, full, uh, full title fight. I mean, that's incredibly exciting, especially in, like, the historical context of this being, like, that first bare-knuckle event in the modern era, whereby there's actually multiple bare-knuckle boxing fights on one card. Like, there was a fight, I guess, like, a couple years ago, and I think it was Lethbridge that went on, but this is, like, that first time where there's multiple bare-knuckle boxing fights on a card, and then even a step above that, you know, establishing a championship. So just all that being said, like, how do you feel kind of being a part of this? It seems like some historical connotations are there for sure. You know, to be honest, Dylan, I, I couldn't be more excited. This is a great opportunity. Uh, like you were saying, just kind of to be a part of history. And also, um, you know, what? this is kind of, this is my game. This is what I love to do. And uh, even when I was fighting MMA, I was trying to coax guys into fighting, uh, you know, the scrappy boxing style. And I mean, it's, it's a really cool opportunity. Just like you were saying, there's going to be multiple, uh, sorry, multiple bare knuckle fights on the card. Um, lots of people kind of breaking into it, so it's going to be really interesting. One, a few of my uh, other friends are on the card as well. Lee Mians just decided to fight as well, so it's going to be uh, quite interesting. Yeah, I was going to say you're on the same wavelength. I was noticing that you had previously competed against Lee Mian and him fighting on this event just yeah really exciting stuff and even on like a broader level with the sport just with bkfc looking to do their first show in canada coming up in march there as they encroach into the edmonton market and just all these things going on it seems like a very exciting time for the sport and everything like that yeah i don't don't think there's a better word to describe uh, their knuckle boxing than exciting so you're definitely hitting the nail on the head with that one and I guess when did this like enter onto your radar as something to do? I mean, it is an interesting kind of thing in certain regards because like sometimes guys will almost like playfully compare it to like street fighting back in the day. But obviously, like very you know high level guys nowadays, and as much as it's like one of the older combat sports, this more like modern version and surge of the sport and everything has kind of you know taken hold and everything like that so yeah just curious to you know get your thoughts on that like how long has this been something that's been on your radar as far as a combat sport you wanted to do um I've, you know what i've always liked uh, the bare knuckle style um i've i've been in quite a few street fights myself unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately but uh 
you know, it's it's part of my heritage. I'm a, a Scottish boy, and you know the 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 scrappy style is definitely what we like. Um, you know, and just again the the excitement of it all, and it's it is a really cool sport, and it seems like a lot of uh, big name guys are going that way. Uh, you know, very cool to see a lot of the ex UFC guys, even some current UFC guys, going that way. Um, and then, like you're saying, even the, the high-level boxers. And, and the truth is, it, it's, it ends up being such a exciting, interesting sport because it, it isn't just a boxer's game. It isn't just a you know a brawler's game. It it, it it takes more than that. You know, you need a good chin. You need good speed. You need you know just there's a lot that comes along with it. It's not just uh, pure technique. You know, you need to be tough as hell as well to get through this. Yeah, well said. And during your MMA efforts, I saw a couple different affiliations on some of the aggregators out there, like Gracie, Mahumata, and uh, Canadian Fighting Center also. Like, whereabouts are you working at nowadays as far as, like, preparing for this bare-knuckle fight? Is it still similar like location and everything, or maybe a different spot, being that it's a different combat sport? Uh, United Boxing Club in Winnipeg. Uh, just great great team there uh, lots of high level lots of high level athletes super high level coaches as well uh, been working alongside uh, Kent Brown pretty closely uh, very you know very very knowledgeable boxing coach and we've uh, we've been meshing quite well and I guess I mean this kind of goes like one way or the other large in part I feel like different bare knuckle fighters I talk to in terms of like the hand strengthening like some guys will swear by you know different techniques like working with like the wooden Muay Thai boards or like gripping sand and stuff and then some guys are like ah, I don't need to be doing any of that so a waste of time almost like where are you at in that kind of sense like do you do any unique hand strengthening or they're plenty galvanized and good to go already I think my hands have got pretty calloused over the years that they're <laughs> 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 I've hit quite a few people over the years I think they're okay <laughs> And I guess in terms of how, like, the sparring might be curated, because I've also talked to certain bare-knuckle fighters who will kind of, like, just defer to, like, working with, like, the bigger, more, like, Queensbury rules size glove, but then some guys also like the, I guess, MMA glove style sparring to, I guess, replicate the range as closest as they can, but also for more, like, precision work, I suppose. Like, how have you been, I guess, curating, like, the gloves dynamic as you train and all? Uh, you know, the same thing. I've been mixing it up uh, depending on the different different training partners, different uh, scenarios. Um, co- um, coach will build up a you know a different situation, and sometimes I'm going straight bare knuckle. Sometimes I'm you know throwing with sixteen ounce gloves with uh, with these big boys. You know, but um, it's either, either way. Like I was saying, it depends on what sort of situational uh, training we're doing at the moment. And kind of interesting, just with you mentioning, like, being, you know, in Winnipeg preparing for this. I think it'd be cool to, you know, see the sport eventually, you know, go out there and everything like that. Hopefully the regulatory hurdles there are kind of minimal. It might be cool to get in a hometown fight one day and stuff like that. Like, get in a home area kind of throw down. Is that something you would perhaps like to do one day? Or, like, what's the regulatory landscape out there for that, potentially, you think? That would just be unreal to have uh, have a bare knuckle uh, event here in Winnipeg. Um, I mean, we're, we're, Winnipeg is uh, some of the rowdiest fans in Canada. I mean, 
murder capital. <laughs> we got we got uh, yeah quite a few rowdy people here that like the like the scrap. And I mean any event, regardless if it's bare knuckle, boxing, MMA, whatever it is, uh, Winnipeg stands behind it and supports it like nothing else. So I mean, you know what? I've always been proud to fight out of Winnipeg. Uh, we have I, I've had the best support, the best friends, the best uh, fans, the best family behind me since day one, and uh, I'll I'll stand behind Winnipeg as well. It's just one of the best places to fight out, of, and yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, stellar fight market. You're totally correct in that regard, and I did mention kind of earlier the connectivity with your opponent here, like someone you have a bit of MMA history with. And I spoke to him the other day and he was talking about how like the utilizing of the grappling and like a bit of a weight advantage he had, he was like describing it, not verbatim, but almost saying he like pseudo got lucky or at the very least like leaned into some of those attributes to kind of, you know, get the win there and definitely, you know, spoke highly of your skills in as far as like not resting on any kind of idea of like, oh, I got this MMA win years ago so this next fight is going to play out similarly like i guess can you give your own perspectives into that mma fight and just your recollections of how that havoc fc title fight in the mma ranks went down years ago yeah uh grayson and i fought uh fought a few years a few years back um he ended up getting the win uh you know he did everything he everything properly in the fight he uh just like he was saying you know he took advantages of of his strength and uh, ended up, um, you know, being able to control me on the ground. And um, he, he did. He, he ended up uh, doing everything properly and unfortunately uh, capitalized on some of my mistakes. And he did great. And, you know, I shake his hand and he came out the winner. Not going to be the same this turnaround, but. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, like I said, you know, Grayson and I. Uh, we're friends, and 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 I, I actually couldn't be happier stepping into the cage or, or stepping into the ring again with somebody else because uh, nothing but respect, and I wouldn't want to be, you know, making history with anybody else. No, that's cool to hear. It seems like there's mutual respect and just, you know, good impressions all around. So yeah, love to hear that from you guys. But something that I was kind of asking Grayson about as well, just because I thought the grappling in the MMA fight there kind of like played an interesting role in all of this, just in as far as like what the rule set for this fight might be, because BKFC obviously utilizes more of that like active clinch kind of rule set and stuff like that. Whereas other leagues out there like Valor BK or BKB don't really have any meaningful amount of clinch time. And it's more like that at range kind of fighting and everything like that. Like what are the rules for this? Like is there some level of active clinch allowed? Is it mostly range fighting and the referee will break up the clinches or how's that all gonna go? Uh it's I believe it's gonna be a little bit of a mixture of both. Nothing uh, not gonna be over clinching, nothing in uh but it'll allow us to, you know, get get some range, uh get a bit of a fight going. Um the, the a lot of the a lot of this because it is sort of new to uh, new to Canada, new to Alberta. Um, you know, the, we're going to have to be going through it all with the commission. They have that sort of stuff, and just making sure the commission with the sorry going through things with the commission of the weigh-ins, things like that, and just making sure uh, pre-fight that everything's on track with all the fighters on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's part and parcel with being part of something like this. Just like I was kind of saying in the intro, just with there being multiple fights on this card and that precedent not already being set and all. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, multiple fights on the card. Not only uh, not only is it bare knuckle, it's also uh, sorry, also uh, uh, mixed martial arts as well on the card. So there's definitely going to be uh, some different rules, different scoring, different situations on the uh, in the event as well. So um, the the pre-fight stuff is uh, quite crucial with the with the commission and the the officials just to go through what they're going to allow, what they're not going to allow, um, even for different rules with standing eight counts and you know it is a different different game out there now so they're gonna have to clarify everything the day before yeah no fair enough it'll be interesting to follow along with and see how all of that progresses and everything i mean this isn't really fight related but one of the things that i noticed in kind of doing my research on you it seems like you're big into hitting up the metal shows is that kind of like put on the back burner and the <laughs> preparations for this fight like maybe hit up a metal show after and you're kind of like, you know, holding it down a little bit, like keeping it chill, like like what's going on in that regard? Um, well, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'd be uh, that shying away from any metal shows. I, I love going to <laughs> love going to a lot of the concerts. My daughter and I, uh, Allison, she she's a big uh, heavy metal fan, so it's nice to go and enjoy them with her. We're we'll be heading back out to Alberta for uh, Metallica, the big the big show at the end of the summertime, and um, yeah, so. But I've got a few other ones lined up, but uh, nothing in the next couple of weeks. You know, full focus on the fight. Yeah, that's cool, though. So is that, like, something that, you know, she's into and you're kind of, like, learning from a bit? Are you a guy that's been into metal for, like, a while yourself? Or what's the deal with that? Uh, I've always been uh, always been into uh, metal and the grunge scene and that, that style of music. But it's definitely been um, almost a resurgence and a reawakening in the past uh, couple of years with my daughter because she's a pretty talented uh, electric guitarist and um you know it's it's been nice because i never have to yell at her turn that shit down or turn that music down she's always it's always good music it's turn it up right so it's uh yeah it's it's it's, it's pretty pretty nice hearing the hearing you know good good tunes around the house and not having to listen to the pop music all the time <laughs> No, that must be so cool, man, just like seeing, you know, your kids kind of come into their own and develop their own interests and also the proficiency with the guitar, so that must be amazing for you. Yeah, well, she she's definitely a lot more educated with uh, with her music knowledge, in the, in the, especially in the rock scene and the, the metal scene. She's, oh, she can tell you anything, and she makes me look silly because she's like, Dad, didn't you live through this? Like, she knows every, everything <laughs> about every band. <laughs> Yeah, from what I could. New all the time. Yeah, no, it's great. I was just gonna say, from what I could tell, it seems like you guys have checked off most of the, you know, big four of thrash there. Like you mentioned, Metallica, and then it seemed like you guys hit up Anthrax and also Megadeth. So yeah, I mean, hopefully Slayer comes back for like a reunion tour or something to kind of get that all checked off or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we're well, they end up uh, Slayer's actually gonna be with Metallica in Edmonton when we see them. Oh, true. Okay, right on. So it'll be uh, yeah, pretty big pretty big show so three-day event no just kind of reminds me of like back in the day for me like my first concert was megadeth so i just thought it was cool to kind of see all of that and then the bonding component is awesome too man yeah yeah and you know what uh we we saw megadeth last year um and dave mustaine was phenomenal just he was he was great and it was one of the best shows we've seen 
yeah, I actually got the Rust in Peace memoir for a Christmas gift. And I mean, just a great read. I think I finished it in like one or two sittings. So yeah, a, a great one for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah, I love me some metal, but I also love me some bare knuckle. And to that point, very appreciative of you taking the time to come on the show and give such great insights, Steve. But in wanting to be mindful of your time and schedule there, man, I'm curious if maybe you have like a final parting thought to add as we're sort of wrapping up, man. Um, final parting thought, you know what? Uh, just, hey, thanks everybody for the support. And uh, you know what? Don't uh, don't miss out and tune in. So you can still get a chance to buy some tickets, buy some t- tickets for Havoc on February 9th. Uh, it's also going to be streaming on Fight TV. So like I said, uh, tune in. you got the main event, uh, Heavyweight Championship, Bear Duckle uh, Champ. We're already talking to you on the, on the line right now. But uh, other than that, let's get this going and uh, tune in for February 9th. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome card with Havoc FC 17, some great MMA, as well as some historical bare-knuckle action in this Grayson Wells fight. is going to be an awesome heavyweight title collision to great individuals for a moment like this. But to reiterate, thanks so much for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio, man. I'm looking forward to peeping this fight when it goes down. But until then, you have a good rest of your day. Thank you for the time. Thanks again, Dylan. Talk to you soon.